When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. You're trying to age backwards. This is not true renewal. This is something I bought off of Instagram. This is the first product I have bought that was Instagram recommended. This is April Skin Calendula face mask that has oh I've a seen lot of that reviews. for the people who can't see you right now I just want to describe what's happening so yes. we record a podcast and we do have the option to put videos up of ourselves with it mm-hmm. but you know we choose not to however we do see each other while we record yeah. and what I'm seeing right now is that Arthi's face is stiffer than any housewife I've ever seen. Now I know how they feel with the Botox and everything. I can barely move my mouth. (laughs) It is tightening up like it's crazy. I'm shining. I look like I have a plastic wrapped around my face. It's like I've been to a vacuum sealer or something with the plastic. Well, it looks like first you got priv face and then you got vacuum sealed. You got yes. like yellow priv face vacuum sealed on you. Now, how long are you supposed to have that mask on your face? 30 minutes and it's drying up and 30 minutes later, I'm supposed to peel it. But I don't think I can find an edge that is peelable. <laughs> I think I'm really This stuck. episode might have to be paused for a call to 911. Yeah. When is it 30 minutes up? I hope it's like one of those blackhead peelers where you get the blackheads out. Yeah. Time it in about... 20 minutes. Okay, you can wonderful. Peel it. Peel it Perfect. during the episode to see what comes off. Oh my, my god. I think he's going to have a brand new face. What if it takes your eyebrows with you? Oh my god. What if it does so? <laughs> there was like a little bit that got on my eyelashes and it, I blinked and my eye could not open quite right. Oh no. And no. then I had to use water to get that off, no, but I'm no, hoping no. that it doesn't pull my eyelashes off. No. Oh, this is why I don't do beauty. I just can't. I can't. This is something that you will start doing, trust me, when you hit my age. I did nothing when I was your age. I was like, eh, I don't need it. My skin is beautiful. People want my skin, okay? <laughs> there, will, there are people that go through all kinds of treatment just to get my skin. So I was like, I should be proud. But then I hit my age, which or whatever the age is. <laughs> Undisclosed age. Undisclosed. (laughs) Uh, And all of a sudden, I'm like, I need help now. I will say that my skin has been pretty good. But lately, on my left side of my face, I've had like a weird bout of adult acne. And I treat my adult acne the same way I treated my acne when I was 13 years old. (laughs) But I pick at it. Uh because I know they're like, you're not supposed to touch your pimples. I'm like, no, that's fuck that shit. I'm going to pop it because I'm a human being. So now I'm dealing with like scarring on my face. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I need to do some tightening stuff. Because every day I feel like these cheeks, these jowls have just 
pulled down a little Both bit. Both of us have like big jowls. <laughs> and We're very at, jowly. With, with, with age, it sort of <laughs> shifts down with gravity and it gives you this one of these looks where you look sad all the time. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not sad. I just, my That's cheeks true. are falling down. Yeah. And anybody who's watching our Instagram for the past few days knows what you're doing with your adult acne because I, I've seen that thing grow on you. <laughs> It's like every time you come on, I'm like, huh, that seems like a few millimeters bigger today. Yeah, I keep picking at it. It heals, it dries, and I pick at it again, it gets bigger. And I'm like, why does this keep coming back? Because <laughs> I have no patience. It, you bozo. I don't know how to not touch my acne, okay? Do we have any Housewives news that happened this week? Nothing really happened except for Jen Shaw and all of her mess. All of the deets that have in the audio and the video that's been dropping on Jensha, the crazy monster. The Texases. The Texases and the videoses of the Texases with um, <laughs> with Coach Shaw apparently being right there and watching her do that. And, you know, Coach, pull that player. Yeah, <laughs> you got to bench that bitch. Bench that bitch. Yes, that's <laughs> the right term because she <sighs> is, she's a hazard to all work environment. This is like, <laughs> The people that she treated that way, they could sue her. That is the kind of abuse that you don't do to any of your employees. I can have the laziest person working for me. I am not allowed to talk like that to them. They can do Mm -hmm. all the mistakes they do. I am not allowed to talk to them like that. Oh my God. The things that they must have put up with. I cannot believe that somebody actually recorded it. It's not the person who is being yelled at. It's not Koa or designer who's being yelled at. It's somebody else in the room that's recording it, which tells me that they were all unhappy and they just had enough Mm -hmm. you remember a while ago you pointed out how on the jxa website there's really bad photoshop Mm -hmm. like yeah this is why because everybody probably fucking hates her yeah the fact that these videos are coming out i wonder Mm -hmm. if it's going to impact that they're filming right now i think it's going to be the same thing they're going to be like redemption arc for her and all that i don't think Uh, so i don't think she gets a redemption arc after this this is bad this is not the day and age to put up with that kind of shit no if she did that to her employee she did that to production she's doing that to her co-workers it's just too much yeah this is no different from when mary was yelling at her parishioners yeah the same thing it's the exact same power influence and control one of my friends brought up the fact that jen shot is so crazy and she went so bananas that we were distracted by her and we didn't pay attention to the absolute fraud monstrosity that is mary cosby mm-hmm. like you are so bad that you distracted us from an actual cult leader housewife yes Also, Ashley had a baby in Potomac. Yes. But now it's like, are we going to have more Michael? I just don't want to watch Michael. He can be the husband. Just don't bring him into the scenes and everything. As far as I know, that baby is just more money in Ashley's pocket. I hope so. Only if she walks away and takes that money when the baby's with her. But she's not planning to walk away anytime soon. If this guy dies before her, she's getting all his money. So he has other kids from his other marriage and all that. Well, she's got two of them. So yeah, they're getting Maybe. something good for Ashley. Congratulations on your baby and your coins. And- Yes. It's really funny to watch you while I'm making jokes because I can't tell if you're laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's feeling. It's good. I'm like, does she hate me? No, it's just the mask. (laughs) I cannot cannot show any emotions right now. 
This is really bad. Maybe that's what happened to Meredith. She had too much Botox. (laughs) This is bad. Oh, my God. Now I'm like half peeled. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So Atlanta this week. It was very telling the way everybody came back and talked to their significant others. I'm saying significant others because Candy talked to Don Juan. Don Juan. I was so happy to see Don Juan. I'm like, I missed you. Where have have you been? I love him. Don Juan is like, let me be clear. I did all that work. I feel like if we're going to have anybody do the vaccine rollout in America, it should be Don Juan. Don Don Juan should be leading this. Yeah, Don Juan would get it done. He would get his shit together. He's, I think, the most organized human on Bravo TV. And I think that he could get anything accomplished. He helped Candy produce Dungeon Show. He has helped Candy produce so many different shows. I think he is the most organized human ever. And he could achieve anything he wants. Yeah, we got restaurants. We got sex toys. We got Dungeon Show. We have plays. We have a wedding. We like, there's all these things that Candy does. And Don Juan is just in the forefront of all of it. He's the CEO of Candy. Candy's businesses. He is the CEO because he runs that shit. He takes her vision and executes on it. Yeah. He's the best. Candy, if you're listening, give Don Juan a raise. I know. Give him a raise. (laughs) Give him a bonus. Give him a bolo bonus. Give him a bolus. My my notes for this episode were Portia has disengaged. Toya is a mess. Kenya Mm -hmm. is judgy and phony. Drew is scheming and sweating. And Mm -hmm. Cynthia is all of us. Yes. As upset as I am about Cynthia throwing the Super Sparta event of 2021, the fact that she took notes is like, it's so hysterical. Yeah, I'm like, Cynthia, do you have some Indian in you? Because that was very Indian of you to take notes. The fact that like all of this like debauchery is happening and Cynthia is somewhere in the corner with like a little notepad and like a little (laughs) pencil that she takes out from the back of your licks to tip and she's like, okay, yeah, I'm taking these notes. I figured out what classification I fall in. I'm the auntie warrior. I was like, I think I am too. Yeah. I also loved when she was explaining to Mike how it worked, but also the fact that like Cynthia keeps calling it like pee-pee wiener (laughs) that's that's me like that's how i would be like i'd be like oh my god there was a stripper there and then we saw his in urdu we would say like no no so like oh my god he had a giant no no my head would be like what like (laughs) the fact that she kept going he just kind of took it out and did a little windshield wiper And then Mike, Mike was so sweet about it. He took this yeah. water bottle and then he started calling Bolo. Eh, eh. He was like, and eh, eh, was there. Eh, eh, had left, and she's like, no, eh, eh, was still there. He was there till seven o'clock, and there was some sex happening. <laughs> Okay. I love that. This was the realest moment on TV that I've seen of Chahil. Yeah. I for ended sure. up liking them as a couple. Yeah. On the other side of things, you have Drew, who is like oh. in the fakest marriage ever. She's trying, yeah. Drew is trying to be so cool. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to tell my husband some things. And it's yeah. fine. He's totally cool with it. We're totally fine. But then I'm going to go to Portia's house in basically a disguise and then I'm gonna not pick up phone calls but every time Ralph calls her you can see her getting progressively sweatier and sweatier 
and sweatier. By the end of it, this woman is drenched in sweat. Yeah. And she's like, I gotta go. Like, you're yeah. gonna tell me that, like, oh, I'm totally cool with Ralph and like I'm the alpha here. You're not, bitch. Like, yeah, no. I feel like when they were in South Carolina, Drew found out that Ralph was doing this move alone. And so she was like, you know what, Ralph? I'm gonna show you. I'm going yeah. to let Bolo put his gigantic <laughs> wiener on my butt. I'm gonna do a booty clap. Yes. <laughs> I I clap my booty on his 45 inch penis. Okay. Yes. But then she's afraid. She's, yeah, because she's a half asser. She's a phony. She's afraid of pushing that through. But then she's like, she goes to Portia's house and every time he calls, she's like, I gotta go. And she lies to him. And she thinks of it as a lie to say, I'm on my way back. To me, I look at it as like she's pretending. She's trying to put on her best, like, oh, we're in a really cool relationship, like face yeah. on, but she's not actually the winner here. Like they have mm-hmm. a really fucked up relationship. Ralph is going to kill someone one day. Mark He's my words, that man yeah. is a psychopath. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Kenya and Latoya. Yes. So what was that about? That was I... the most bizarre interaction. I understood that Kenya said, look, Toya, we, you and I had an uh, arrangement. I brought you on the show. You were supposed to be my friend. And you were not being my friend when you questioned me a couple of times. But Kenya brings it on almost like Toya is her employee and you didn't do your job. But then mm-hmm. she ends it with saying, I have a crush on you. And I didn't quite understand. What are you talking? What is going on here? It was really weird. And it was filled with, and I don't know if this is just like sensitivity police over here. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was filled with very homophobic language. You know, the fact that she was like, oh, I heard that there was cunnilingus like it's like yeah you don't have to be so fucking weird about it yeah. like i think that kenya knows that if she just says oh i don't like the fact that latoya hooked up with portia because i just don't want my friends to be hooking up with my enemies it makes kenya look petty which she still looks super petty but yeah. on top of it now she's like oh it's because i have a crush on latoya but at the same time she's making really really homophobic remarks she's like Oh, you know, they're not just friends. That's her friend friend. Like, Mm -hmm. and then she does the thing with the V on her mouth. And I was just like, yeah, who does this? What adult talks this way? It was just really weird. I will say that Latoya handled this conversation much more maturely than I would have expected her to. But like, I also think that she's a little bit of like a peon. Like, so she'll just go with it, you know, because she's trying to be on TV. She was flattered that Kenya would say those things. She didn't quite know how to react. She took it as a flattery versus getting offended wait can you peel it off because i keep hearing the sound of you peeling yes, it while you're talking okay guys i'm peeling it off now <laughs> can you hear it's like oh my ASMR. god it's like peel off face, <laughs> face yes, mask. Like okay face great mask news is- great news everybody arthes still has her eyebrows yes i do have my eyebrows but <laughs> I may not have my sideburns, which is fine. Which is fine. Nobody which needs perfectly them. perfectly fine, which is like a side perk to this thing. Yeah. Okay, this is better. You look fresh. I, I, I do? Mm-hmm. That's just the contrast of coming out of proof face to brown face again. <laughs> that was very satisfying, by the way. Well, consider me influenced. I'm going to get this now. This feels good. Oh, I wish you could feel me right now. Oh, wow. You would have a crush on me. Are they- <laughs> Arthur, you can just tell me that you have a crush on me. Um, 
Anyway, <laughs> I do think like, I don't know, it was just bizarre to me. Like the, yeah. the whole situation I just found to be really weird. I Kenya doesn't know what she wants to be doing. Like I just found it to be really sad and bizarre. She's very sadly delusional this episode. Like she's regularly delusional, but this yes. episode she's sadly delusional because later on even her piece of shit ex-husband sends her a mixtape and she's like, oh my God, like he's being so nice. And her, her divorce mm-hmm. lawyer tells her he's asking you for alimony and he's filed for divorce. So it's like, yeah, she, I don't know in what universe she lives in. I think Kenya is a very sad character. She craves affection mm-hmm. so badly. It doesn't matter where it comes from. And when it, she gets affection, when she's really craving it, she gets even the mildest form of it. She clings to that person because she's craving it so much. And that's how she's treating Latoya as something that would replace the affection she craves. She's such a lonely person. And I think Mark knows that. And Mark is just fucking with her head. He knows how to push those buttons and make her feel even crazier than she actually is. Mm -hmm. So he is messing with her head, knowing full well her weakness and trying to mess with that. Yeah. So that's gaslighting when he sends her a poem and all that talks about you know reuniting and being a power couple and all of that talk and then all the while he has already filed for divorce well it's sad Kenya makes me sad I don't necessarily get mad at her I just get confused with her and she does make me very sad she's a maddening person because you're right it's confusing to be watching Kenya I don't get angry at her I just feel so sad I think that Kenya and her prime when she's like happy and like happy Mm -hmm. to be shady I love mm-hmm. it when she's that way because I think she's very entertaining. I will always say mm-hmm. she's an essential evil that is required mm-hmm. for the show. But this season in particular, she makes me quite sad. Right. She's going through what Sonia Morgan went through after her divorce. She's just like still struggling with that concept and the idea of divorce. Yeah, that might be it. Okay, let's talk about New Jersey and then we'll talk about Dallas because Dallas enraged me and I'm saving my rage mm-hmm. for the end of the episode. <laughs> Okay, I'm freshly peeled and ready for Dallas. Okay. But before okay. that, New Jersey, we got a lot of the Dodo Bird, uh, Teresa, Judice. I mean, this Lake George trip seemed genuinely fun. Yes. I wanted to go there after that. Okay, last episode and this episode, both times I've been on Airbnb while watching Jersey because I'm like, <laughs> I got to go somewhere with my friends. I was like texting my girlfriends like, can we go somewhere? Yeah. Because it did seem like a great time. Mm-hmm. The matching hoodies that Marge oh, got her. The, the hoodies I was were like, nice. They were like tie and dye hoodies. They look so good. They look so so cute. I loved it. And I love the fact that actually the entire episode, they're all having a great time, but they are still having this conversation with Teresa to be like, dude, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You are wrong. You are wrong in what you did. You're yep. wrong. I will say that I do think that Jackie can easily say, look, Teresa, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have used your daughter as an example. However, I was trying to make a point by using the thing that is the most important to you just to explain to you how hurt I am. However, I also know that Teresa is incapable of having anybody say anything like that to her and have like a reasonable conversation. I mean, we saw the relationship of Teresa and Jacqueline Larita fall Mm -hmm. apart over like four seasons, even though that was like supposedly her best, best, best friend. Right. So this woman is just like incapable of having any type of like logical conversation. So what I would do if I were Jackie, if I were Jackie's friend, I'd be like, listen, Jackie, we all know that she's a dumbass. 
dumbass and she's so dumb that you cannot expect to try to get an answer or an apology from her. Mm-hmm. You just have to treat her like an idiot in the corner that we all just have to tolerate because she's our coworker. It's like yeah. we, I said this last episode, they're dealing with this because she's our coworker. Yeah. That's it. And that is one thing that I liked about this trip was there wasn't a single woman, even Dolores was saying, Teresa, you were wrong. I would have reacted yeah. the same way as Jackie. I wouldn't have used an analogy with you because I know you better and I know that you don't get analogies. But I would have asked, how did you know? Who told you? I want to know. I would have flipped out too. The fact that Dolores is not on your side should tell Teresa that she's wrong because Dolores is always on her side, even when Teresa is wrong. But Teresa is too dumb. Like you said, even if you started a conversation and said, look, I shouldn't have. But the minute you said, but she would interrupt and she will be like screaming her head off and say, you shouldn't have said that about Gia, Gia, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That logic part of her brain does not exist. It's not like you can even teach her that. She just doesn't have that aptitude. (laughs) You just have to let it go. Exactly. I mean, this made me appreciate Melissa even more. Imagine being Teresa's sister-in-law and putting up with that kind of logic and talk throughout your life. Boots on the ground information as a Mm -hmm. person from New Jersey, from the area, who knows people that know them. Melissa and Teresa are the same person. Oh, really? Melissa's like a more polished version. She has much more Mm self-awareness. But when it comes to like the monstrosity that is... Teresa, mm-hmm. they're pretty much the same person. Ugh. Well, I mean, Melissa does a great job on the show. Yeah. So I think she's a little boring, but I think you mm-hmm. can tell that she's trying a little bit this episode yeah. or this season. Um, I want to, on the topic of Melissa, so two things. One, I agree with you. I think that it's great that even Dolores is not on Teresa's side. And the other person who's mm-hmm. not on Teresa's side is Jen. Jen and Dolores yeah. are Teresa's girls. So the fact that they're yeah. not on her side is like a big thing. Yeah. But Jen does bring up this thing about Michelle Pius the friend of mm. whose billboard I sent you the other day. Yeah. Right right yeah. next to my Starbucks. Uh-huh. Michelle is a local realtor and she's the one that says that Joe Gorga owes her husband a whole bunch of money. And Jen brings mm. this up to Dolores. And while mm. Jen is bringing it up, she said a couple of months ago, Joe posted this great kitchen renovation. Yeah. And the real people who did it called him out. Guess yeah. what, Arthi? What? I know the company that Joe Gorga <gasps> ripped it from. <gasps> So it's my friend Noor from college. Oh, the other Noor. Noor. The other Noor. My friend Noor from college. Her, uh-huh. She and her husband run a company called ECS. Their houses are fucking amazing. Wow. Their architect, it was their project. And their yeah. fans, basically the ones that called out Joe Gorga for ripping wow. off the kitchen. Small world, small world. I know, small world. And also the other thing is, I think Michelle's sister, Kathy, yeah. used to work with one of my friends. And when I tell you that Michelle and Kathy are like made for reality TV, I mean, these women have been functioning like Real Housewives of New Jersey for like yeah. 15 years yeah. so but it just it cracks me up that even though they're made for tv they still haven't made it on the show which goes to show like how insane you have to be to actually to be, make it on the yes, show yes yes <laughs> what do you think about the scene with the husbands okay what do you think about the fact that bravo set it up as if oh, melissa God. was cheating on joe it was just 
she did a good job lying about it. Joe actually believed it, which made me even more shocked. Like, why is Joe believing that? That is sad. It's a real weird fucking relationship they have. Yeah. The other thing is, like, Teresa might be a pathological liar. Yeah. The fact that she was so good at pulling that off, I understand why Jackie got so upset. Because even if Teresa is making stuff up, she's a very good liar and she's good at spreading mm-hmm. it. And then again, it's mm-hmm. like, even if she's making a joke or even if she's, like, trying to make digs at, at Melissa... She's she's always made these digs at Melissa. She's always made digs at the relationship, even yeah. though she herself had a failing relationship. Yeah. She wouldn't yeah. like she was like, Oh, I guess Jackie's too weak for me. She's too weak of a woman for me. You know, I yeah. was secure in my marriage when people said stuff like that. I yeah. never popped off. And it was so funny. Marge was like, So uh, funny. Your husband was her husband was cheating on her and she did lose her mind. So yes. Like, <laughs> I loved uh, it. I love Marge, but Marge is like the most sensible person on there she's smarter than all of them she's like the audience just along for the ride watching all of this and setting it up i know that like not a ton happened and i was also annoyed mm-hmm. about this fake like storyline that they made yeah. us think but it's like all this drama between joe and melissa but i did really enjoy watching the episode i had a great i time did too the, the husbands and frank playing poker i generally don't like the husbands on housewife but i do enjoy the jersey husbands on housewife. jersey husbands are fun because if you like even people, frank Jer- and frank too <laughs> jersey husbands plus frank plus frank <laughs> okay let's talk about dallas now <sighs> are you ready can i say one one thing to set this all up mm-hmm. this was the most number of microaggression within a time period of two days that I've ever seen happen. Yeah. It was boom, 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 one after another, one after another. They just kept going and they kept escalating and they would not stop. And I think because it was microaggressions and not overt racism, Mm -hmm. it almost hurt more. Yes, it did. It stung a little deeper because it was the more realistic stuff that Asian women have gone through over the years Mm -hmm. and things that we've generally stayed quiet about, right? Because that's the reason why there is a model minority Mm-hmm. It's because Asians are typically more likely to just be quiet. Things mm-hmm. happen. They're uncomfortable. We don't like them. But, but you know what? You keep your head down. You keep moving forward. I mean, that's a reason why there's such a rise in anti-Asian hate crimes right mm-hmm. now is because they are usually more likely to not report things. Mm-hmm. That's the part that was hurting me is that these things kept happening. Little things. Oh, you talked down to me. Oh, you made us feel unwelcome. Oh, we found it to be weird. Oh, this makes me uncomfortable. It's like every little thing that she did. I mean, this woman was breathing and they had a problem with the way that she was breathing. The number of times she said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they would not stop. Yeah, it got to the point where by the time she's on the hike with Stephanie and Cam and they're having this nice moment, I was clenching my entire body. My shoulders were up because Mm -hmm. I was worried that something else was going to happen in this moment that they were going to pick on her. Right. And it made me uncomfortable to watch it. It made me upset watching it. So by the end, when she has this absolutely insane conversation with Brandy, I was like, I fucking had it. And I could see it on her own face. Yes. I could see it on Tiffany's face to be like, are you guys fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Yeah. It was just painful to watch. And it's getting painful. It's getting more and more painful every week to watch Tiffany get hazed by 
white women. All of them picking on her, telling her that she doesn't know how to behave in polite company, has to learn some etiquette. Well, why don't you learn some English, Cam? Aren't you a native English speaker and you don't know the word cathartic? You know, as as immigrants, and you can tell from my accent and everything else, I'm very well-versed and very well-read in English. But I think in many different languages. So when I start saying words, sometimes I mispronounce words. I use the wrong word. And and as I'm doing it, I even realize that I'm doing it. And that sort of makes me question myself. And I pause and I say, um, and ah, and all of that. So we are so very particular about how we speak your language, because we don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And we want to be understood clearly that we put in a lot more effort into learning your language than you do in understanding what we are trying to say. I am sorry. I do find it funny when native English speaking folks that tell others to go learn English no habla espanol here go learn our language if you're going to be in this country then turn around and make the dumbest mistakes in English it bothers us and on top of it Tiffany is a type a very particular kind of person who crosses her T's, dots her I's at every occasion. She's very proper. She's accommodating all of you idiots. The least you can do is open up your minds and hearts and listen to what she has to say. I think these bitches are so jealous of everything that Tiffany represents that they are just going at her for no particular reason. Cam cannot even speak and she is going at Tiffany and Tiffany is saying, I'm sorry, I'm, I'll make sure I don't tell you, I don't correct you so you can continue making your mistakes. And Cam still thinks she's talking down to her. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want her to do, Cam? Do you want her to burst into tears and grovel at your feet? Is that going to make you feel better? Mm-hmm. It is. That's what that is what they're looking for. Because the mm-hmm. core of the problem is that these are white women who enjoy living a life into their 40s where they have gone unchecked. Mm-hmm. And when we- white women go on life not being corrected and not being checked, you get into situations where you have a bunch of fucking Karens that mm-hmm. feel entitled. This is at its core, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. White people do not want to be corrected because white people feel that they're not doing anything wrong because they exist in a world that is only in their head. Their awareness stops within themselves and it does not go anywhere else to how the words that they're using impact other people. So somebody like Cam having this intense visceral reaction by somebody like Tiffany telling her that she probably should use words correctly because everybody's laughed at Cam before. We've seen seasons upon seasons of the entire cast laughing at the dumb shit Cam says. Mm -hmm. But when Tiffany calls it out, Cam is saying, oh, you're talking down to me. Why? It's because Tiffany is a woman of color. Cam is not going to put up with a woman of color saying these things to her. And regardless of how many times Tiffany apologizes, Cam's not going to accept it because Cam wants exactly what you said. She wants Tiffany to cry and grovel at her feet and beg for forgiveness. That Mm -hmm. is what Cam is looking for. And she might not outwardly say it and hell, she might not even know it. But that is the issue here is when you are wealthy, when you're a woman, when you're blonde, when you're accepted in life, when you live your entire life going unchecked, 
checked, uncorrected for the bullshit that you say, this is the kind of shit that you get used to. Don't forget her whole brand is that even though she wears pink and she's all blonde, she's actually super smart and she keeps reiterating that she's super smart. Well, here's a real actual smart person and you just come off as dumb. So this is really her ego getting hurt and now she wants to take it out on Tiffany. And she has ready and willing partners to do so. It's like she starts talking about it and Stephanie jumps in and says, you didn't make us feel welcome. Well, you are you don't have any etiquette if you are now questioning all of that. Somebody didn't make me feel welcome. I won't go to that place the next time around. But I don't go confronting them and say, you made me feel un- unwelcome in your house. That's not what you do. Stephanie having a problem with somebody talking about her toilets when she spent yes. five seasons talking about farts and poops and toilets. Yes. With her best friend is actually the weirdest thing in the world. Actually, Stephanie, that's weird. And Stephanie thinking, again, we talked about this before. If the only takeaway Stephanie has from going to a wealthy, successful woman of color's home is you talked too much about your toilets, then Stephanie... You might be a little bit racist. Yeah. Your inability to accept a wealthy woman for what she is when you spent five seasons being a wealthy woman yeah. is insane to me. And right. it, it's laced in a little bit of prejudice. And that's what's right. happening here. And right. later on, she says, oh, now that Tiffany has decided to leave her nine toilets behind, this is someone I can respect. I found that statement so yeah. fucking disrespectful. And I know that she was trying to make a joke, but it was so tone deaf. It was so gross, considering that just 20 minutes before she was talking about how Tiffany made her feel unwelcomed. Yeah. It was insane to me. She had uh, put all that together. You didn't enjoy that. You didn't enjoy talking to her. You just, you guys just came in looking to judge her and making sure that you were going to be uncomfortable anyway there. White people don't want to comply with rules that they have not made themselves. That is right. the issue. That is how white supremacy works. They do not want people of color to be part of the process. They do not want to follow the rules that people of color put together because they feel that it's only their rules that are good enough. Even Cam says, oh, maybe that's how your parents raised her. <gasps> that part enraged me. I'm like, are you now calling upon the parentage and maybe your parents did this to you? Now what you're doing, Cam, by bringing her parents into the mix is now you're not just talking about Tiffany as a singular person. You are now painting Tiffany's entire culture, her upbringing, what her culture right. might be like, all this stuff is now coming into maybe that's why she talks down to me exactly no, cam she's not talking down to you she's trying to help you out so you don't sound like a dumbass but you'd prefer yeah. to exist the rest of your life being a dumbass and when somebody corrects you what are you going to do you're going to turn back around and talk about their culture and their upbringing and their parents it's yeah it was so fucking insane the fact that she brought her parents it is another instance of where she crosses over the line of just being personally offended or irritated with somebody into the realm of that must be something to do with her race. That's where it becomes even more racist. You think it must be because of her Chinese race. That's what you're trying to say. You don't want to use the word Chinese, so you use the word parents. That's all that is. And then finally, we come back to the interactions that she had with Brandy, which start with Brandy thinking that Tiffany is accusing her of carrying around a bunch of drugs. And I'm glad actually in that moment that Stephanie called her out and said, I think that Brandy is just so in her head that she feels like Tiffany just doesn't like her. Let me correct you there. Stephanie did not call her out in that moment. Stephanie said that in in the interview. Yes. Yeah. 
that's what I meant. So at least in yeah. that regard, in the interview, Stephanie does think that it's not Tiffany who's in the wrong. It's Brandy who's yeah. in the wrong. So we start first with this bizarro drug accusation that Brandy mm-hmm. has made up completely in her head. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to Carrie, Stephanie, and Brandy. And Brandy says, sometimes things make me feel uncomfortable and I catch myself and I'm so hyper aware. And she says in her yeah. interview, is it okay for me to be that silly, fun Brandy or is it not okay? Like what is acceptable for me? What is not? Hey, Brandy, how about racism is not acceptable? Right. How do about you that? not know the difference? The way she presents it is, is it acceptable for me to do this without getting into trouble? Yes. So it's she's worried about getting into trouble, not doing the right thing. She's worried about getting into trouble online. That's all that she's cared yeah. about. She doesn't really care about Tiffany. She doesn't care about who she heard she doesn't care about why she heard them and she's not learned a single thing she just knows that she said said something that she should have kept internally and that's why she got into trouble so she has to watch what she says but she doesn't have to watch what she thinks though she can think all of those thoughts she just doesn't have to say them that's what it boils down to if brandy is still functioning in the world of oh i can think it but i can't say it then brandy you're still racist like this is what we were talking about like you can't just not be racist you have to be anti-racist brandy not doing the work to make her own brain Mm anti-racist tells me that she's still a fucking racist i mean the end of the conversation was totally racist so then we go into the conversation she has finally with tiffany and i wrote it down so brandy says do you feel awkward around me and tiffany says no do you feel awkward around me? Yeah. And Brandy says, I'm very guarded because of the video. And Tiffany cuts her off right there. And she goes, have I ever led you to believe that I think that you are a racist? And Brandy says, no, I feel like you give me a lot of grace. I feel like sometimes when I'm around all of us and with you there, I'm scared to be myself. She says that so specifically. She says, with you there. All of us with you there implies we are one group and you are also the other. Yeah, you're also You are the other and I'm scared to be myself when this other is there. It's right. These fucking words matter. How you say these things matter. It couldn't be grosser than what Brandy just said there. And like, how... Oh, then Tiffany says, I don't want you to hold back. And Brandy says, I feel like you're judging me. And which, like Tiffany just asked you, do I ever treat you different? And she's like, I feel like you're judging me. Why? What did Tiffany say to you that makes you feel like she's judging you? What? How has Tiffany not shown you any grace? She said that conversation, the very first conversation was cathartic. She accepted your apology. Would it have helped you if Tiffany had said, no, I don't accept your apology and let you suffer some more? Tiffany is the one who opened up her arms and accepted you. You have to work really hard to maintain that. You don't then go back to her and say, you're judging me. This is what we are talking about. You make a mistake. You ask for forgiveness. We forgive you. And you still come back to us and tell us that we are holding a grudge when we are not. Tiffany says, I wish you wouldn't think so ill of me, which was like so sad and so nice Mm -hmm. of her, but so sad. And, you know, it comes down to what you said earlier, which is Brandy is just afraid of getting into trouble. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're judging me. And that's what she's afraid of. She's afraid Mm -hmm. of the judgment. She's not actually afraid of 
hurting anyone. She's just afraid of the judgment that she's going to get. The fact that she doesn't want to be herself because she's afraid of what is acceptable by people. It's not about what's acceptable to Brandy. So Brandy's not doing any work to make sure that the way that she feels, the way she thinks, the things that she says are acceptable to the world. She's not doing that work. All she wants Mm -hmm. to do is make sure that she doesn't get into trouble. All she Mm -hmm. wants to do is make sure that she doesn't get judged. It's all about Mm -hmm. her. It's not actually about the people that she's hurting. And that at its Mm -hmm. core is the worst. Over the summer, I saw something and it said, people can only meet you as far as they've met themselves. So Mm -hmm. when they project some shit onto you, Mm -hmm. know that it's about them and not anybody else. And that's what I would tell Tiffany is like, Brandy can only meet you as far as she knows herself. And right Right. now what she's doing is she's projecting her own bullshit on you. Yeah. So you don't have to go to where she is. You are fine where you are. Because she can only do as much as she can. She's her mind is capable of and her mind is not capable of anything else because she hasn't actually done any of the work. The only thing that she's done is think about her own ego. And that's it. Yeah. And Tiffany Moon better be fucking getting a raise. She better get her own goddamn show on Bravo. Like the fact that Bravo has put this woman in this situation all by herself with no other person of color there to support her for her to lean on because Deandra is there as a friend, but Deandra is having her own damn issue and she's living in her own world of issues with Carrie. She's not there. Anytime Tiffany is all this microaggression is happening, Tiffany is alone. She's standing there alone. Deandra doesn't walk over to help her either. She lets Tiffany handle it by herself, which Tiffany is very capable of handling it. So that's fine. She clearly has experienced a lot of this because she has the best response. This is a honed response of how you are reacting to the racist microaggressions, right? So she is capable of it, but no one's helping her. And you know, it doesn't just stop at the cast because sure, if there was one other Asian person there or a person of color, Tiffany would have somebody there. But what about the crew? What about the production team? Yeah. Are your producers there to protect you? So when Tiffany is in this place and she's surrounded by white women and she feels attacked, like she feels sad, which we saw in previous happens next episode. What is happening around her? with the crew is there anybody in the crew is there anyone in production she can go to and sit and talk to or is she just made to feel like she's the crazy one that is having to endure this bullshit all by herself it's like bravo i know that you're trying to do the best you can and that you're trying to change everything but like i don't believe that the editors or the producers a vast majority of the crew on bravo i don't believe that it's very diverse i believe that it's probably Mm -hmm. white people so yeah I hope that Tiffany had somebody there because this is fucking bullshit. This is bullshit. This is like so many instances over and over and over and over again. You know, for her to sit there and get badgered by everybody, you start thinking if there are many people, you also know the saying that if there everybody is telling you that there's something wrong with you, then maybe it's time for you to take a look at yourself. So I'm sure she's thinking about, hey, is this something I need to worry about? Am I doing something wrong? Because everyone seems to be against me she just doesn't know she doesn't know that they're all like just uh, you know just terrible people she's just getting to know them now the fact that tiffany probably feels like oh everybody feels this way around me brandy says like oh everybody knows that i'm not being myself it's like oh we've all talked about the fact that i don't feel like i can be myself Mm -hmm. you know she's again making it about like all of us and you are there also it's just like it's all that kind of shit and i just i hope (sighs) that bravo 
takes notes because the other thing that I worry about is that a lot of people are getting really upset with Dallas and I hope that they don't do a thing where they get rid of Dallas or they don't renew Dallas and then white supremacists these assholes the the Stasi Schroeder fans of Bravo are going Mm -hmm. to be talking about like oh well it's because Tiffany joined the show that's when the show got bad it used to be so fun and then she made it not fun you know like that's the problem is that people think that we want to watch a bunch of rich white ladies having Mm -hmm. fun and being friends and it's like to some degree that's true because we did see that on New Jersey Mm -hmm. and it was fun but this isn't it Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch this on Bravo I don't want to watch the hazing of it a person of color on TV yeah especially in a very sorority like setting makes me very uncomfortable and I really hope that Bravo like listens to fans and takes away some notes because this is this is rough. Well, at least Brandy's out. Brandy quit. She oh, yeah. The reason of all of the other stuff that happened in her life. It's kind of odd that she quit just before the season ended. She probably sees the reaction she is getting. And all of a sudden, she's not ready to take the heat. So she quits. I think you're absolutely right. They usually get all of the episodes a couple of weeks before reunion so that they can mm-hmm. watch the episodes before they yeah. hear on TV and then they can record the reunion. My gut says they sent Brandy the episode. She started to watch them, said, oh, fuck, this is bad. And then yeah. decided I'm not going to go to the reunion. I mean, we'll, yeah. we will not forget that last season, Brandy was the one that pulled out a special chair for Leanne to sit on yeah. so she could be held accountable for her racism. Right. And Brandy, right. of course, not wanting judgment, not wanting to be punished, yeah. not wanting to be called a racist, didn't yeah. want to sit on that same chair of racism. Exactly. Because she's a fucking asshole. She's a goddamn clown. And I, yeah. I actually yeah. think that people might not hate her like the way that they hate Kelly Dodd, but she did some uh-huh. Kelly Dodd shit this episode and she is Kelly yeah. Dodd. She's just as bad as a Kelly Dodd. And she yeah. covers it up with her fart jokes and her sweet voice, but she's a fucking asshole. And I hate right. her. Yep. And I want her off yep. my TV. Yep. I hope that they do a, a regroup in Dallas because Tom Hamlet, who is has mm-hmm. a dumpster dive podcast, he was doing a live mm-hmm. and I was watching and he was, he mentioned how Dallas, he's from Dallas and he mentioned that the Dallas charity scene is actually quite diverse like yes it's definitely a lot of white people but it's diverse there's a lot of people there's a lot of different organizations so the -hmm. fact that like these are the people that they found yeah is really something yeah that's it for this week very exciting stuff though our next episode is going to actually be for wednesday so we're switching from doing a tuesday episode to a wednesday episode Mm -hmm. or releasing a wednesday episode and that episode will strictly be for married to medicine and summer house so married to medicine is back on sunday very exciting very exciting fucking love that show i might just Mm -hmm. like watch a couple of episodes like randomly you know what i like to do if you have not watched married to medicine here's what i would suggest i suggest always first of all the worst question in the world is i want to get started on an app on a show but i don't know where to start first of all you should start from the beginning unless you're a sociopath i don't know what kind of crazy person starts a show and doesn't watch it from the beginning i hate that question i'm like start with the first episode how are you going to know who the characters are how it's built if it's a good show it'll get good here's what i would suggest if you don't want to actually watch every single season (laughs) or every single episode of a show 
watch the first episode and then watch the reunion of that season. So that I think is great because the first episode of each season will always give you the intros. And if it's a new season of an existing show, the previously on blah, blah, blah of blah, blah, blah. And then also the reunion does a good amount of recapping of what had happened yeah. during that season. At so least I do that. Think yes. That is the best way to start mm-hmm. Married to Medicine. And Married to Medicine has the most eventful reunions of any show mm. on Bravo. Yes. So the best reunions. So we'll be talking about Married to Medicine and Summer House on our next episode, which will be out on Wednesday. So we'll talk to you yeah. guys on Wednesday. I'm going to drink some water to cool off the amount of hatred for... Yes, we might need to meditate. All the cool stuff I got, all the calming I got from the heel, I'm all fired up again now. Okay. I might have to turn on my nighttime meditation as I go to sleep. Yes, (laughs) yes. So if you're enraged after listening to this episode, um, I don't know, go Mm -hmm. take a walk or something. Yeah, I know. Go watch a video of Bolo fucking a fruit or something. I don't know. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Bye-bye.